Hello and welcome back to the Yeshua Judaism series of podcasts. This is part two in a discussion of the worship of other gods and how the worship of Messiah as God in the flesh is indeed the idolatrous worship of other gods, which is strictly forbidden in Scripture. At the end of part one, we read through, actually throughout much of part one, we read through Deuteronomy chapter 13, in which God gives very, very clear warnings against going after other gods. And so we ended discussing, well, how do we define what is the worship of other gods? What's a simple way to distinguish idolatrous worship of other gods? Well, so what is the very clear distinguishing features? Go back and look at Deuteronomy chapter 13, part 2, or better yet, if you have a Bible handy, just have your Bible open to Deuteronomy chapter 13. And recalling what we read in that chapter of Deuteronomy, what is the very clear distinguishing feature of the other gods to which God refers in Deuteronomy chapter 13? What seems to be repeated both in Deuteronomy chapter 13 and in other verses that are listed separately and that I will read at the end of this part two, other verses which discuss the prohibition against following after and worshiping other gods. So what seems to be the clear distinguishing feature? What, what is repeated and repeated in Deuteronomy chapter 13, which God uses to identify what is the worship of other gods? Is it not obvious? It should be obvious. If you go back and look at that, or if you go to the TorahMessiah.org website and look at my the written material, which discusses the worship of other gods, I have it shown in bold letters in that material within the passages that I read from Deuteronomy chapter 13. And it's very clear. The means by which Israel was to determine whether or not the God they were being instructed to follow is the true God is the following. Okay? First, and this is very clear. This is how anyone who worships the true God, this is how you determine if you're worshiping the true God or if you're being led astray to worship after a false God, an other God. All right, in reference to Israel in Deuteronomy 13, if the God was not already known to them during Moses' life— If the God was not already known to them, if they or their ancestors had never experienced the God that was being promoted by the idolaters, if they, again, this is ancient Israel, the ones to whom Moses was speaking, if they knew nothing of the God that was being proclaimed, if their understanding of God was different than the God being promoted, then they were to utterly reject that God. Now notice, they, them, their. We're talking about ancient Israel. We're talking about the ones to whom Moses was was speaking, the ones that God was instructing. It is irrefutable. The means God instructed 
by which Israel and all other true followers of the one and only God were to determine if someone is promoting a false God was by comparing that God being promoted to their, to ancient Israel's, historic definition and understanding of God. If the God being promoted was different than what they understood God to be, if the God being promoted was in addition to the God they knew and understood, if the God being promoted was foreign to their, that is ancient Israel's, historic experience and teachings, then they were to forcefully reject that God. They were to use their common sense understanding of God to determine if false gods were being advanced. They were not to use a pagan Roman Empire Christian understanding, which was formulated and worked out almost 2,000 years later. God does not change. Despite the implication of Christian leaders, I assure you, God is still on the job and is the same God Moses and all the children of Israel knew when Torah was given from Mount Sinai. The exact same historic reference they were to use to determine if the God being promoted or prophesied for was the true God is what we should use today. Therefore, any concept of God that differs from their understanding of God during the days of Moses is a false God. Let me state this again, because this is the key. This is how you determine if you're being led astray to worship after a false God. Any concept of God that differs with the concept of God as understood by ancient Israel during the time of Moses, is a false god. Any concept of God that differs from their understanding of God during the days of Moses is the promotion of idolatry. It is a false god. It is being led to worship other gods. Do you get that? Because this is very important. I hope no one is fool enough to embarrass himself or herself by somehow trying to prove that the Trinity or the understanding that Messiah is God in the flesh was the acceptable understanding Israel had of God at that time. There isn't even a vague hint found anywhere within the, the Scriptures, within Torah resources, which, which suggests that pre- or post-Christianity or pre- or post-Yeshua Judaism ever entertained the idea that God was or ever would be a God-in-the-flesh man. There is no hint, people, nothing. Israel, during the time of Moses, there wasn't, they didn't know of this Trinity nonsense. They didn't know of this crazy, idolatrous, pagan, God-in-the-flesh nonsense either. It was something they knew nothing about. Therefore, using the methodology to determine if that is true, it is proven to be false, because since they had no concept of God that was a trinity or a God in the flesh, 
then such concepts are obviously false. Additionally, there is certainly material that teaches how Messiah is in many ways an extraordinarily human. The concept of Messiah being anything other than 100% human is absent from Hebraic thought. There is nothing in traditional Hebraic Torah thought that suggests Messiah would be God. Nothing, people, and I realize there are counterfeit messianic rabbi liars out there who try to show that there is. There isn't. And you don't even need to worry about it. Just go read your Bible. Use your common sense. They had no concept of a Trinity God during the time of Moses. They had no concept of a man-God, Messiah God during the times of Moses. So whatever the counterfeit messianic liars will say, whatever the Christian pastors will try to convince you of, it is false. And they are either fools or they are blatant, bold-faced liars. The fact that the standard, traditional, historic, unyielding Hebraic understanding was that God is one and only one and that Messiah was not and would not be God is as clear a fact of religion as is possible to find. Now, during that time, even the concept of Messiah had not yet been fully evolved. So they wouldn't even have understood the concept of Messiah probably back then, much less that Messiah would be God. So, now, I I point out real quick, I discussed the easily refuted claims made by Christianized Messianics regarding the Hebrew word for God, that is Elohim or and also the Hebrew word for the number one, Echad. I discussed that in a separate article. I won't touch it here. Actually, I probably won't even do a, a podcast of it because it, it has been so debunked for so long, but they keep bringing it up. But I, there is written material on the TorahMessiah.org website where that is debunked. They use the term Elohim and they use the term Echad to try to somehow show that it it supports the concept of a trinity or that Messiah is God in the flesh. It doesn't. Go read the material. I'm not even going to waste my time with such foolishness, foolishness to, be op- to, excuse me, to be honest. So the absence from traditional Hebraic thought of the incarnate man-god of Christianity and counterfeit Messianic, Messianic Judaism is proof that such an understanding of God is false. Faults. It is the promotion of other gods. It is idolatry. Furthermore, those presenting such a god are not only guilty of idolatry, but are also guilty of the worse sin of leading others into idolatry. Frankly, due to the simplicity, common sense nature of this aspect of the deity issue, I am of the opinion, and I'm serious about this, I am of the opinion that some Christian and counterfeit messianic leaders are well aware that they are promoting a false god. But Paul warned us of this in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 13 through 15. As Paul stated, For such men are false apostles, deceitful workers, disguising themselves as apostles of Messiah. And no wonder. For even Satan 
disguises himself as an angel of light. Therefore, it is not surprising if his servants also disguise themselves as servants of righteousness, whose end shall be in according to their deeds. The currently accepted mystery or mystical godhead of Christianity and counterfeit Messianic Judaism was not conceived until centuries after Yeshua's death, being officially authorized during the Nicene Council of 325 CE during the reign of Emperor Constantine. Christianity and counterfeit Messianic Judaism are clearly promoting a Constantinian God that vastly differs from the historic accepted understanding which God told us to rely upon for determining truth. That understanding was the understanding of ancient Israel. It is clear that the knowledge to which God referred in his Deuteronomy chapter 13 direct warning to Israel was common sense knowledge. It was not some sort of hidden or mystical knowledge. Therefore, attempts by Christianity and counterfeit Messianic Judaism to somehow prove from their mystery argument or a distorted corruption of Kabbalah that Yeshua is God is shown to be grotesquely false and deceitful. Those who attempt such mystic sleight of hand are among the world's most arrogant and self-exalted humans, since they imply that Israel did not know who God was. What madness! Those who promote a God-in-the-flesh Messiah are implicitly teaching that not even Moses really understood God and the, and the nature of God. They actually are implicitly teaching that. Moses didn't know God. I bet my eternal life on the fact Moses, Joshua, Samuel, David, etc. knew far better than today's Christian and Messianic leaders exactly who and what God is. And who and what God is not. Christian and counterfeit Messianic leaders do not understand God or worship the true God. They, pr they practice and promote blatant idolatry. They are unwittingly guilty. Well, I say unwittingly. I think some do it knowingly. But I'll be gracious and say that they are unwittingly guilty of the very abomination for which God imposed the death penalty. They are zealously practicing and leading others to follow after other gods. I challenge anyone to prove that traditional ancient Israel Hebraic thought that historic Israel ever understood God to be a triune being, a trinity. I further challenge anyone to prove that traditional Hebraic thought or ancient Israel ever understood God to be prophesied as being the Messiah or any sort of God-in-the-flesh human. The mere fact that such concepts of God were not part of the traditional concept of God proves Yeshua is not God. 
Messiah is not God. Frankly, there is actually no more proof needed if a person is true to Scripture and exalts it above the distorted teachings of Torah-ignorant Christian and counterfeit Messianic leaders. Okay, I mentioned earlier how even the concept of Messiah had not evolved at that time. But uncertainty over Messiah is not uncertainty over God. A sure argument by those who seek to confuse the issue is the uncertainty regarding Messiah in Hebraic thought. Those presenting this argument will state that the failure of most Hebrews, that is Jews, to accept Yeshua as Messiah shows a failure in their understanding of God. Now, I agree that there are difference in the understand, differences in the understanding of Messiah and that Judaic opinions differ somewhat regarding various Messianic verses. In fact, most Jews are not even aware of the two Messiahs that Judaism itself teaches, Messiah ben Yosef and Messiah ben David. So I'm, I agree that there is a lack of understanding regarding Messiah even within Judaism's own devotees. The Torah, specifically the deeper knowledge of oral Torah, actually teaches of two messiahs who will come separately, Messiah ben Yosef, as I mentioned, and Messiah ben David, or people, or you might want to say Messiah ben Yosef, depending on how you wish to say the, say the name. So you have Messiah ben Yosef and Messiah ben David. All right? And Judaism teaches that. Unfortunately, most Jews aren't even aware of that. There is no firm understanding of, of, in particular, the mysterious, mysterious character of Messiah ben Yosef, which is the role Yeshua filled at his first appearance 2,000 years ago. Nevertheless, at no time in Hebraic thought was either Messiah expected to be the Creator God. Never. Thus, any Christian or counterfeit Messianic teaching that presents Messiah as God is presenting other gods, which Scripture directly warns against and which no legitimate Hebraic tradition supports, either ancient or rabbinic. The confusion regarding Messiah is an entirely separate issue. A person must already be of the mind to accept Messiah as God in the flesh for, conf for confusion over Messiah to be equated to confusion over the concept of God. For certain, no one can define God in precise terms. However, one can easily determine how many gods there are, not three or two merged into one, but only one without corporeality, and that God is not human, though Christianity and counterfeit messianism obviously think otherwise. Frankly, no one can define Messiah's future actions in precise terms either, though some claim to be able to do so. I have a strong suspicion we will all be surprised when God finally reveals the unfiltered truth to us. The fact remains that God clearly instructed Israel to base their acceptance of prophets promoting a God upon their common 
and traditional understanding of who and what God is. It is unalterably true that Moses and Israel knew what and who the true God is. If they had not, God's instructions regarding this issue would be nonsensical. Therefore, any confusion over the role of Messiah was and is simply one of many uncertainties regarding the the precise implementation of future plans of God. That is all it is. Uncertainty over Messiah is not uncertainty over God, but is uncertainty over the plan of God, which is a totally separate issue. God's plan and the God who made that plan are two separate things, just as an architectural drawing and the architect who created the drawing are two separate things. Since Christianity has distorted the truths regarding Israel, Torah, the kingdom of God, and most every other crucial aspect of Scripture— What would that suggest regarding the concepts they present of God and Messiah? The record of scriptural truth within Christianity is abysmal. It is horrible. God and Messiah are two completely different topics, and confusion over the role of Messiah cannot be equated to to confusion over the concept of God. God and the plan of God are two separate issues. Don't let yourself be tricked into thinking otherwise. Untold numbers have been put to death, refusing to worship the false god of Christianity. The false God in the flesh Messiah defined by Christianity is a primary reason so many Jews continue to reject Yeshua as Messiah. They rightly refuse to accept any man as being God, and since Christianity demands that they do so, they have historically rejected the Christ of Christianity. The false teaching that Yeshua is God has also biased them against even investing time to study what the New Testament actually teaches regarding Yeshua. It is amazing how leaders of Christianity and counterfeit messianism zealously embrace so tightly the great harlot of revelation and cling so tenaciously to their Babylonian Roman real estate. Untold millions have died because they staunchly refuse to accept the Christ God of Christianity and counterfeit messianic Judaism. They chose death over idolatry. And Christianity has historically been more than willing to give them their death. I stand firmly with many Jews in their resistance to the false, pagan, idolatrous teaching that Messiah is God, even as I fight against Christian and counterfeit Messianic leaders to try and show Jewish and non-Jewish people exactly who Yeshua really is, and that he is not God, and and that the New Testament does not teach he is God. The religious system of the great harlot that is prophesied to have the entire world 
under her spell is very cunning. Using a Christianized, counterfeit Messianic Judaism disguise, she has now rallied her minions, clothed herself with a talit or prayer shawl, appears to willing to teach a little Torah, and even claims to be Judaic. The great whorish satanic harlot is not stupid. She realizes that a person can do their best to follow what they think are biblical teachings and yet possibly fall short through idolatry by worshiping other gods. Idolatrous worship of a god in the flesh may well be a spiritual suicide pill for an otherwise spiritually healthy Christian or Messianic. Now, I hasten to add that not all contemporary Christian or Messianic organizations practice this horrendous idolatry. But as of this podcast, the vast majority do. My friend, the battle for truth is growing in intensity and urgency as we near the return of Yeshua the Messiah. There is a growing call Sadly, for Christians and counterfeit messianics to embrace the mystery of the Trinity. The numbers of those like myself has now reached a point, that is, those like myself who recognize Yeshua is not God and who recognize that Yeshua did not come to abolish the Torah, the numbers of people like myself has reached a point now where passive censorship and ignoring of us can no longer be done within Christianity and counterfeit messianism. I pray, dear listener, I pray that you will cast aside the mystical drug being spread by Christianity and counterfeit messianism and return, or perhaps for the first time discover, the one and only true God and the true Messiah, as they are both defined in Scripture. May others awaken from the stupor of deception that is being perpetrated upon mankind and embrace the one God and the true Shema, Deuteronomy 6.4, which Yeshua considered the foremost of all commandments. May you heed the words of Torah, Deuteronomy 11. 16. Take heed to yourselves that your heart be not deceived, and ye turn aside and serve other gods and worship them. And then from that's from the King James, from the from the JPS Tanakh. Again, Deuteronomy eleven, verse sixteen. Take care not to be lured away to serve other gods and bow to them. Then, my friend, may you join God's true children in exclaiming, reading from Joshua chapter 24, verse 16, And the people answered and said, God forbid that we should forsake Yodhivafi to serve other gods. And from the JPS, in reply, the people declared, Far be it from us to forsake the Lord and serve other gods. Okay. Now, I'm going to read a short list of additional passages which warn against worshiping other gods. First, 
Deuteronomy, and again, I'll be reading from the King James, then the JPS. King James, then the JPS, okay? So Deuteronomy eleven twenty eight, King James. And a curse, if ye will not obey the commandments of the Lord your God, but turn aside out of the way which I command you this day to go after other gods which ye have not known. And then from the JPS. And curse, if you do not obey the commandments of the Lord your God, but turn away from the path that I enjoin unto you to, to this day and follow other gods whom you have not experienced. Now Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 64, the King James Version. And the Lord shall scatter thee among all people from the one end of the earth even unto the other, and there thou shalt serve other gods, which neither thou nor thy fathers have known, even wood and stone. And then from the JPS. The Lord will scatter you among all the peoples from one end of the earth to the other, and there you shall serve other gods, wood and stone, whom neither you nor your ancestors have experienced. And Deuteronomy chapter 29, verse 26. King James. For they went and served other gods and worshipped them, gods whom they knew not, and whom they had not given unto them, or into, excuse me, and whom he had not given unto them. And then from the JPS, Deuteronomy 29, 25. They turned to the service of other gods and worshipped them, gods whom they had not experienced and whom he had not allotted to them. Judges, chapter 2, verse 16, or excuse me, verse 17, King James. And yet they would not hearken unto their judges, but they went a-whoring after other gods and bowed themselves unto them. They turned quickly out of the way which their fathers walked in, obeying the commandments of the Lord, but they did not do so. And then from the JPS Tanakh, Judges two seventeen. But they did not heed their chieftains either. They went astray after other gods and bowed down to them. They were quick to turn aside from the way their fathers had followed in obedience to the commandments of the Lord. They did not do right. And finally, Jeremiah chapter 44, verse 3, the King James Version. Because of their wickedness, which they have committed to provoke me to anger, in that they went to burn incense and to serve other gods, whom they knew not, neither they, yea, nor your fathers. And then from the JPS Tanakh, Jeremiah 44, 3. On account, on account of the wicked things they did to vex me, going to make offerings in worship of other gods, which they had not known, neither they, nor you, nor your fathers. So, Again, the worship of Messiah as God is clearly the worship of other gods. It's idolatry. All you have to do is look at how ancient Israel defined God. Look at their understanding of God during the days of Moses. They had no concept of a trinity they had no concept of a man-God Messiah. And God said that any concept of God, any concept of God, that, that, that was advanced to them 
that was different than what they understood is a false god. Well, excuse me, common sense, people, common sense. This is irrefutable, totally irrefutable. Since the concept of a trinity and the concept of a man-god messiah definitely differs with what they understood God to be, then by God's own words in Deuteronomy chapter 13 spoken through Moses, the Trinity and the God in the flesh teachings is false. It's idolatry. It is the worship of pagan other gods, which is forbidden in Scripture. Thank you for listening, and goodbye.